You're listening to Hungry Gen Audio Podcast. Tonight, I just want to briefly talk to you and just share a topic to you about uh, a healthy Christian life. A healthy Christian life uh, topic is a grateful heart. A grateful heart. I know um, Glenn talked this Sunday about inner healing and what it is to be whole and healed on the inside. And I just want to take a step further that it, it comes down for each and one of us to have a, a grateful heart in whatever position, in whatever area you may be at. Grateful heart is not a, a destination. It's not like a, if I get a Lambo, I'm going to be grateful. It's not that. Yeah. Grateful heart is not, oh, when I get healthy, then I'll be grateful. It's not that. It's not about you getting promotion, you getting that girlfriend that you've been trying to hook up with for a whole long time. It's not about you graduating school. It's not these things. It's a position of your heart. And that's what I want to talk to you briefly tonight about. I hope you can, and I believe this message is going to bless somebody in this place. Um, The proof text I'm going to read from Psalm 103, 2 says, "Let Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I, may I never forget the good things he does for me. I, wanna un, I want you to underline, may I never forget the good things he has done for me. The, the biggest thing happens in life when we concentrate on the things we don't have instead of the things that we do have. That's the biggest disappointment that you ever have. You're having this clean shirt and you're like, man, I wish I had a better shirt. And you don't realize that you have dirty shirts. Oh, I wish I had this better car where you don't realize there's people that have a car that you have and they dream about it. Some people are like, well, I wish I would have this kind of job and then I'll be happy. But you don't realize that some people have been looking for a job for a past year and they can't get hired. So it's not the condition or it's not a it's not a position that you maintain it's the condition of your heart that you have in order for you to be blessed in every situation job when he lost everything i mean this guy had a bad day not like a flat tire not like you get pulled over for speeding not like you ask for a white mocha and they give you a black mocha you know it's not one of those days you know he lost everything in the midst of all that he had a grateful heart says god gives god takes away blessed be his name it was never a position, it was never money, it was never relationship, it was never the things that he had. It was the condition of his heart. That's why sooner or later the things that were around him matched up to the level of his heart. Each one of us, like many of us, we have certain things and, and they are a blessing to us. Yet because we look on somebody's uh, neighbor's yard, more greener, we begin to despise what we have. And sooner or later, if your heart is not grateful, you will lose what you have. You will lose what you have. You'll always be the one that's chasing this after this next thing and never be satisfied, never be content in life. And the, uh, the first part I want you to write down is this. Knowing God brings contentment in life. So knowing God brings contentment in life. You will have a, once you begin to know God and who he is and what he's done for you, you'll be grateful in every season of your life this is why David says he says may I never forget may I never I, I David had a position where he was you know he was destined to be a king yet he was he was still a shepherd boy he was like God I thank you for that he he had a he had a time where he was a king that he lost his kingdom and then he says God you know what I'm still grateful that why because you know you are good to me 
I'm alive. I could have been dead. You know, yeah, I, yeah, I, might, I may be sick at this moment, but at least I can breathe. At least I can walk. At least I have hands. At least I have eyes. You know, some people are like, well, you know, I'm sick, but I'm weak. But at least you're not on the wheelchair. At least you're not confined to a bed and cannot walk out of this. So there's always, it's not the condition of your life or the, the position that you have. It is your heart condition. And it starts from knowing God. And I truly, truly believe it, it needs, when you know God and what he's done for you, you can lose everything and still be grateful. Doesn't matter what they take away from. Doesn't matter if they take away your car. Maybe you lose your job. You can still be grateful in that position because you know God. Yeah. Knowing God is not coming to church. Even though if you know God, you will come to church. Yeah. Knowing God is not attending a life group. It's not having a mentor. Even though if you know God, you'll have those things. Yeah. Knowing God is having that relationship with the Holy Spirit knowing and loving and walking with him if you're like well what's a relationship if you ever dated or you loved someone you know what it is you know what it is to fall in love if church for you is not the same experience as falling in love then you're doing it all wrong you got it backwards it was never meant to be a religion it was never meant to be rules and regulations supposed to be the same feeling that you get when you fall in love like you're you're fascinated you you're moved your heart is just melting it's everything that you do is just it's all about that one person that's what relationship with God is that's what relationship with the Holy Spirit is and if you feel like man it's something's wrong that I challenge you look into your love walk look into your love walk with God what what's happened what's missing because if you, don't be, if you don't work on your relation with God, it will never work. It's not like oh, I'm going to wake up, uh, thank you Jesus, on my way to work and before I get my Starbucks or whatever. It's not like that. It, there's, there's just time. There's sacrifice. There's time where you, where you spend time with God, where you talk to Him and He talks to you. Where, where you begin to lead, read His love letter to you, begin to understand about Him, begin to hear His voice, that He guides you. If, if that's not what you're having, then you got religion. You got it all messed up. A grateful heart comes out of, out of walking with God. Even David knowing that the king that he served, he, he gave his whole life for this king. And this king is one to threaten to kill him. Even in the midst of that being betrayed, being, being looked as an enemy, as a, as a terrorist and everything. In the midst of that says, God, I'm thankful. Even able to come so close to the person that's trying to kill you and say, you know, I'll never, I'll never destroy you. Why? Yeah, you, you took away my position, you took away my fame, you took away my reputation, you took away everything from me, but you cannot take away my love for God. And this is what I challenge you. If you begin to, if you're coming to church right now and it's, and it's became boring to you, it's not, it's, that's not what it is. You missed the point. You missed the whole point of Jesus coming on this earth, living like a man, dying, sacrificing his whole life. For, for religion that's, that's not that's not what it's supposed to be it's supposed to be that the love the same love that you experienced when you first fell in love that's why you have to always compare it to because if, if for me it was like well how do I how do I have this relationship with God when the first time I fell in love what is the feelings I was receiving what is that that thing that I used to do the sacrifice I made that even the time I had like 10 minutes for something I made it happen why because I was in love there was sacrifice, there was dedication, there was commitment and that's what knowing Jesus, knowing Holy Spirit is all about. And I'm telling you, it's the best feeling in the world. 
best feeling in the world to have the relationship with the Holy Spirit, knowing him and you and him knowing you. Hearing his voice guiding you throughout the day. Doesn't matter what comes. Some people may lose this and they go in depression. For you, you may lose everything and it draws you closer to God. Draws you to your knees and it gives you a heart that says, God, I thank you. I have it and I don't. I still love you and I know that you have a great day for me. Come on, somebody. We have to understand that, that, that work, relationships, school, everything, they're not meant to fulfill you cars money all these things they're only they're only will take away from you what i mean by that is they'll take away your energy they'll take away your 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 focus they'll take away things from you and they are meant to do that because we as human beings we we need recharge we need something that fills us up the moment we we take it's like you know an iphone it's a one percent and you're like come on stay with me and you know it's it's already glitching you're sending the text and and the the, the things are typing slowly you're like, come on let's do it for us when it comes to work when it comes to marriage when it comes to relationship they will take from us but only god only relationship with god can give us that life and satisfaction in what we do if some of us are facing things you're like man this is hard i want to quit look into your love walk with god if you're, if you're doing things and, and maybe in your work and you're being stressed out, you're overwhelmed, you got to come back to the recharge source. You got to come back to life. What gives you life is that relationship with God. Amen. The moment I hear people say, you know, hey, these things are hard where we're just facing this challenge. And I first thing I'll ask them is, how's your relationship with God? Mm-hmm. Oh, I pray. I'm not, I didn't ask you if you pray. How is your relationship? Do you know him? Because if you really know him, you will leave that place of of intimate place with God, being full of energy, being full of life, even though nothing changed around you, but you will have life on the inside you. Come on, somebody. Number two, uh, how do we have a grateful heart? Uh, You can write down is comparison, comparison destroys our focus, thereby ruins our destiny. Comparison, comparison. I say comparison, but I don't think it's right. Because when I typed it in, it had these red things underneath, so I figured it was wrong. (laughs) Comparison destroys our focus, thereby ruins our destiny. Jesus is our our goal, not people or things. We have to understand that everybody's destiny in this place is different. We can never compare us to somebody else. Oh, they have such an awesome relationship. We got to strive like them. No, it's not that. You got to compare yourself to Jesus. Oh, this person, you know, has this great job and you know this. No, he's not our goal. Jesus is our focus. Jesus is our standard. We have to aim to be like him, not like the couple goals, not like church goals, not like leader goals, not like, you know, having this ripped body goals, all these things. It's to be like Jesus. Did he have a six pack? I don't know. Ask him when you get to heaven. You know, so it's not to compare ourselves to anybody else because the moment you compare yourself to somebody else, you destroy your focus and you will derive yourself from the destiny that God had for you. That's, that is just it. Each one of us, God has called us for so many different things, but yet we look unto John. John has this BMW. I need to get a BMW. Whereas God's like, I wanted to give you a, a, a dealership. You know, I wanted to have you to be an owner of that business. No, I want to be like Sam. I want to be like this person. I want to be. And God's like, I had a different destiny for you. So we can't compare our progress. We can't compare our achievements towards the people that are around us. Why? Because they were never the standard. 
In, 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 in Hebrews 12, 1, 3, it says this. Uh, in Hebrews 12, 1, verse 3, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. Jesus is our standard. Jesus is our goal. It's not this person it's not this relationship when we aim to be like Jesus we are no longer oh we have to do this because no Jesus will begin to convict Jesus will begin to guide and he'll begin to direct your step day after day and then you'll see you know don't 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 begin to judge Joseph's dry pit with with your you know uh, palace don't begin to don't begin to compare those things. why because Joseph was being prepared in the dry pit so you can't look at his life and says, well, you know, I'm betrayed. You know, people are, you know, are moving on. You know, my brothers, you know, are getting married and this and that. And I'm here in dry pit. I'm a slave and I'm nobody. And you begin to line up your destiny uh, according to them where God's like, hey, look, I'm taking you to be the prime minister. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Your destiny is different from theirs. Because if the if devil cannot make you sin, he'll distract you. If he cannot make you sin, he'll distract you. He, he put a limit on what you can do. He put a limit. Oh, you got to be like her because, you know, she does this. Where God's like, I called you to be greater. I called you to be better. I called you to be strong. I called you to be wiser. Don't look to the left or the right. Jesus is our standard. We look to be like him. Amen. Grass is always greener. If you don't water yours, it always will be greener on the other side. That's how just it is. We begin to work on our lives. We begin to work on our relationship with God. And you'll see where God will take you. We'll begin to see, yeah, we hear testimonies. And we're like, well, God has to heal me this way. God's like, no, I have a different direction the way I want. I want to show my strength, my mercy. I want to show my power in your life a little bit different, better and stronger than somebody else. Don't put me in the box of the way you want to be. Look unto Jesus. He gives us faith. He's the beginner and the finisher of our faith. Social media became our mirror instead of the promises of God. I mean, take away, take away social media. Some of you guys will stop being models. Dang. <laughs> take away social media. You won't be funny anymore, you know. You won't have this self-confidence. It became a place where, where we look to something and we're like, man, I got to get that. Why? Because Billy has it. Who's Billy? I don't know, but I got to have it. When I get it, I'm going to call Billy and say, I got it, bro. And it's not that. And, it's, and, and it, in my life, it was, you know, there's certain things, certain times where we go through season in our life and we're like, man, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be in this place. I should be different. I should be further, you know. My cousin already has like nine kids. I'm still on my first one. I'm behind, you know. You know, my, my other cousin, you know, is married and I can't even find a girlfriend that is stable or not crazy, you know. And you begin to compare. So you begin to act out of desperation and then instead of act out of faith. And desperation only leads you to dangerous places. When people are desperate, they're, they're willing to do crazy and crazy things. But when you act on the word of God, when you act on faith, faith looks stupid when God doesn't show up. And, 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 and you, got, you got to be able to stand upon that and know that God, I trust you in every season that I am. I may have a lot, I'll still be trustful to you. I may have a little, I'll still be trustful to you. Why? Because you are the beginner. You, if you started with me, you're not going to just leave me in the, in the middle. You're going to finish what you started. Come on, somebody. Let the word of God define 
your destiny. Let the word of God define who you are. Let that be your mirror. Let that be your guiding step. You know, as you, as you take the word of God, you begin to, you know, you take the promises of God that everything your hand touches will be blessed. And that's what you aim for. Don't aim for, I'm going to get $20 an hour. No, God says, I'll bless the work of your hands. That means everything you touch will become prosperous. What if it's more than 20? Why are you settling for 20? Why, why, are you, why are you settling for, for such little? God's like, I want to open up the windows of heaven. You don't understand what I want to give you. And you're just like, oh, I want to have $20 an hour. That's it. I want to have that job. The work of my hands will be blessed. As I walk in, I'll be blessed. And as I walk out, I'll be blessed. The work in the fields will be blessed. The work in the house. Whatever I do will be blessed. Why? Because God's word is the standard for my life. I challenge you. Let the word of God become our standard let the word of God begin to to wash us let it begin begin to see you know it's yeah this guy got healed and just came for one service and you know that's it and, and it's taking time for me to get healed God why 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 and then, then we look to other people and we begin to derive our focus from Jesus where Jesus says I am the healer by by my stripes you're healed he took upon the curses on the cross and you feel like you're stuck in this cycle of sin and this repeated things and it's happened over and over again. God, I've been in church for a year and I'm still struggling. No, it's, it's not time. You're comparing yourself to somebody else. When you derive your focus from, from Jesus, you begin to destroy your destiny. You know, there's so many people in our church that God has brought and they delivered from so many things. And, and I see that and I'm like, man, sometimes I would compare myself to them but God's like, no. I have a different place for you it's it's a place where where you'll see that the season that you went through was just a preparation for your throne it's just a preparation for your throne what are you facing now that you see God I need you God I need you to come through my life and then when we look unto Jesus who's the author and the finisher you'll see how God will give you give you strength God will give you strength that you never thought that you'd have. Your people that, that were around you, they failed because of what you went through. But you stood strong. You said, God was the strength of my life. And the last point I want, I want to bring up is this. Is, is that loving people creates a thankful heart in you. I feel like that's one of the, one of the major components for our life is, is the love and care for people. You cannot say that you love God if you don't care for people. You cannot. Because out of that love will come you caring for people so you have to understand love push, pushes us and moves us into action so if your action don't show that you care for people i'll question that love i'll question that love love for people when you when somebody next to you who is affected and it doesn't hurt you then i'll question that love your love for when you begin to love for people and you begin to see the people that are in drugs people are in depression these things you're like god i thank you for what i have i might not have much but god i thank you that you rescue me why because you're surrounded with people and you're, you're constantly loving them you have to have the major aspect when when you come to church don't come alone there's so many people around you like like jeremy said if, if his girlfriend wouldn't reach out to him would jeremy still be alive today i don't know would, would maybe those suicidal thoughts get the best of him? I don't know. But took one person to say, look, you're coming. That's it. You like it or not? Yeah. You might not like me for this, but I did my best. And, and that, that's how it is. That's people that we face around. I mean, for me even, as, as sometimes as busy as I get, I always ask God, I want to bring this person to church. God, I'm praying for this person because I know what they're going through. And this one time, this guy comes to the office and says, dude, I'm depressed. I just I'm going through so much and for some odd reason I was 
I felt like I needed to talk to you. And I was like, bro, I've been praying for you for the past month. And, and that person comes to church, gives his life to Jesus, and that's what it's all about. When you see people like that whose lives are broken, are shattered by sin, is, is demolished by Satan, you'll be able to understand, man, God has given me a good life. God has given me so much. I, I, yeah, I might not have that Lambo yet. I'll get there. Yeah, I might not have that big mansion, big house that everybody has. No, I'll get there. But I'm thankful and I'm grateful for what I have. When you have a thankful heart, man, doesn't matter what the enemy throws at you. It's like, they, like a cat. You toss it off, it always lands on its feet. You know, I don't like cats, but that's how it is. You know, you get a flat tire, you're like, I got a spare. You don't got the spare? At least I got a rim. I'll make it. You don't got the rim? I'll Uber myself to whatever I need to go. Whatever it is. Nothing can destroy you. It's like, you know, sometimes it's... I go to call, I, I go somewhere, I order food, McDonald's or whatever. And I said, give me Dr. Pepper. They give me Diet Pepsi. I'm like, and I'm driving and I'm like, God bless that person because if I come back, I'm like, I go through drive-thru because I have no time and you give me the wrong thing, <laughs> you know. It's like things like that can ruin people's days for life. It's just the wrong drink. You're like, ah, oh, you know, you know, that's where road rage happens. Why? Because small little things people cut them off or people didn't use their blinker and they blow up why it takes little things to just ruin somebody's day ruin somebody's destiny when you love people when you surround yourself with people you'll be able to see that what God has given you is a lot the moment you begin to say oh I don't have what he has even the blessing that God will give you you look at it and says it's nothing God I wanted more and God's like you, you don't know what you have yet I want us to be a people with, with a healthy Christian life. A, a, a people with, with a great heart. With a grateful heart that every situation that we come to God and say, God, you gave me more than I deserve. I, was, I failed so much, but your grace was sufficient for me. God, I, I, didn't, I, you know, I should have woke up for morning prayer, but I didn't. But you still love me and you still can't wait to talk to me. Hey, that's love. When you realize who he is and what he's done in your life, the little that you have, you'll be jumping off the walls like you won the lottery. Even though I heard the lottery has a lot of millions. Father-in-law called, said, hey, you buying tickets? I'm like, can't afford it, man. <laughs> but that's what it is. I want, I want every single person to rise up on their feet right now. <clears throat> and I want us to right now, to take some time right now to begin to worship God. Not worship God out of your need, but begin to worship God of what He, who He is and what He's done in your life. If you can, if you can take some time, just, just come to the front right now. We're just going to spend some time in worship. We're going to uh, spend some time in prayer. If you can make it to the front, so we're just going to take some time right now to begin to say, God, I thank you. God, I worship you for who you are, what you've done in my life. I know that you're a good God. I know that you're a faithful God. I know that you love me. I know that you care for me. I know that you're willing to pick me up. I know you have a great destiny for me. God, I know that I might not measure up, but you still love me the way I am. And, and out of this goodness, out of this love for you, I'm able to worship you. I'm able to give you praise. Come on, somebody, just begin to lift your hands. Right now, just begin to say, Father, I thank you. Father, I worship you. Father, I love you.
And I want us to begin to come back to the first works. You know, when I talked about the relationship with God, if you feel like maybe your relationship with God is stagnant, I want us right now to, to begin to repent and begin to come back to the first things that we did. And the first time we fell in love with God and just that, that sacrifice, that dedication, that commitment to Him, begin to right now come back to that. Begin to ask God right now that God, I come back to the heart where, where I just, everything that mattered to me was about you. Everything that mattered was just to knowing you more, to be able to hear your voice. Maybe you lost that. Maybe church became a religion to you. Maybe church became just something I just have to come because I have nothing else to do. Begin to come back. I will tell you, once you experience the love of God, your life will never be the same. Your life will just be so much more different. Once you put your hand on yourself right now, just begin to ask, Holy Spirit, give me the heart. Give me the love, the first love that I had. And I don't want to deviate, deviate from it. I don't want to steer away from it, God. I want to be able to love you. I want to be able to be in love. I want to be able to know the reality, the real love that comes from knowing you. The life fulfillment that comes from knowing you. Let's begin to pray that right now. Yes, Father, I come before you, Lord, and I ask you, God, and you'll begin to give me, God, your love, God. Begin to give me, God, that same love, God, from the first time, God, that I got saved, Lord. From the first time, God, that I started reading your word, God, that I was interested in you, God. And you'll begin to pour that same love to me God begin to show me your love God begin to show me Lord and begin to bring me back Lord to where I started God begin to bring me back God to where Lord you drew me in God to where God I saw you God for who you were Lord I ask you God in Jesus mighty name God and you'll begin to draw me back into you God that I will not steer away from you God that I will not God wander away from you Lord but I will begin to stay on the right path God God that I will begin to see you God in the new light God that I will begin to follow you God. Follow your word, God, and follow your love, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name. I want every eye closed in this place. I want to give the, an opportunity for those that maybe say you don't have that relationship with Jesus. I want to give you that opportunity right now. It's the best decision that you'll ever make. It's the best decision that you, once you know God, life will be, it will make sense. Life will be complete. You will feel that peace like Jeremy shared. It's, it's something that, that only if you can have it for a second, you'll take it. If that's you tonight, I want to give you that opportunity. If you don't know God, if you don't know Jesus, if He's not the Lord and Savior of your life, just slip up your hand. Nobody looking around. Slip up your hand right now. I want to pray for you. I want to give that, that opportunity for you to know Jesus. Just slip up your hand high. No, nobody looking around. Nobody looking around. It's a decision between you and Him. If that's you, you want to give your life to Jesus. I want to give you that opportunity right now. Jesus name father we thank you we thank you Jesus we thank you Jesus if you had your hand raised maybe you watch us online I want to give you an opportunity right now if that's you I want you to repeat this prayer after me say Lord Jesus I know I'm a sinner wash me with your precious blood forgive me of my sin I want to know you I want to walk with you break away every chain that binds me and fill me with your spirits in Jesus name Come on, let's put our hands together for Jesus right now. Come on, somebody. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Hungry Generation. Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat by using at HungryGen. Stay blessed, and we'll see you next week.